What's poppin', what's poppin', what's poppin'? Welcome to Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And yo, we are going to be talking about the one, the only, the Puerto Rican goddess herself, mm. Jennifer Lopez, Jenny from the Block, J-Lo, all that great stuff. Mm. Moose, how you feeling about her real quick? Oh, fire, man. I'm just I'm just listening to the length of the career, the many different moves, navigating through some personal issues and still ending up with a a ridiculous net worth right now is dope, man. You're talking about somebody who's who's continuing to thrive at, you know, well into her 50s. So that's that's unheard of. Listen, man, she's 50. We'll get yeah. into all that. Let's get into the right. intro. Two kids from Queens, cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. So first off, first off, let's start off with air horns. Wake up, whether you're driving, whether you're at the crib. I just wanted you to wake right. up real quick. Uh, two, I want to apologize, right? I want to apologize because uh, we didn't go over what we thought Rick Ross was going to be, right? Right. Right. Uh, shout out to to everybody who pointed it out. Like, so are you guys going to break down the flight assessment for Rick Ross? OK, we're going to do it real, real quick. I promise you real, real quick. Just because we didn't. Um, right. You down, Moose? I'm with it. Let's okay. go for it. All right. All right. So look, for those who are listening. Right. We have the characters up. We're going to break it down as far as what we do. Don't think Rick Ross is, and we're going to do process of elimination, okay? So, uh, whose turn is it to figure out what's what? Is, yeah, no, it's yours, it's yours on this one. It's mine. Man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> man. Um, okay, so I'm going to go with our typical... Mm, mm, mm. I do not believe that my man... Is a grounds crew. Mm. Grounds crew. Nah, he's not that. He's not that. Wow. He's not that. Mm. Moose, what you got? Uh, I'm going to say that he is not an air traffic control. Wait, I didn't even do the suspense. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so late. I'm so late. No air traffic control. Yeah. Wait, wait, no. Oh man, this may not be the right episode to do all this because I don't know if I could agree with you on that. Why? Because my man is super strategic. What do you mean? Okay, whatever. All right. Well, I think he. Mm, mm. I'm sure there's some element of it there, but it's just so inspired by the extroverted tendencies to go on. I'm going to wake up in, my, in the morning and show you my breakfast and promote at least nine of my brands. I'm like, uh, yeah, but that's just such an extroverted way to, to, you know, to strategically express what's happening. So I'm uh, like, okay, man, yep, I see it. All right, all right, all right, all right. So, all right, 
I'm going to say, uh, okay. So my man's flashy. I'm trying to hurry this up because I know people are like, what is this? We're going to get into it. I promise you. But, um, Rick Ross is super flashy, but in all in all, a whole boss, right? Um, I still say he's very strategic, but very loud at the same time as far as how he promotes his brands and businesses. Um, But if I had to pick one, I would say uh, a typical, he's the boss, he's a leader, very like um, about his business. I will have to say... Pilot. Mm. He's a pilot. He's a pilot. Yeah. Yeah. You agree with that? Yeah, I totally agree. You agree? Totally with that? agree. Yeah. Okay. Definitely a healthy amount of flight attendant in there. Yeah. yeah. You know that but but it's 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 driven by, okay, what what are we doing? Like what's the what's the the incentive or the return behind it? Right, right. So let me bring them back up and um, get rid of them. Promise you we're gonna get into that. Super promise you. However, um Moose. I'm going to Atlanta and I don't even know if this is the right time. Oh, talk about, uh, and this is the first time, and I don't know if the, our podcast people have been up on this. So let, let me kind of fill you in real quick. Uh, Nikki, when was the last time you've left? Let's just say your community, <laughs> the community where you live, right? Because I know it's been a long, hot minute. Yeah, um, it would probably have to be right when COVID started. So we were in London when uh, COVID got really serious. And literally the day after I got back home, they did a stay home order. And I have not. Mm. And I literally been staying home. I literally. Literally. Been staying. Yeah. No, seriously. I haven't really left anywhere. I think I went to the supermarket maybe twice in this whole time. Um, I go for walks, but, you know, I don't really go anywhere. So I'm going to Atlanta uh, tomorrow or, uh, October 17th, depending on when you hear this or see this. Right. And, um, I'm going in and out. Like I'm not playing games. Like I'm going to go, uh, get there, do the event, not even chill. And and so this is where the problem hits because I don't know how I'm going to act because I haven't seen people. So I don't know Mm. if I'm going to be like, Hey, how are you? Ooh, right. And, or I'm going to be like, I found that out. Let me yeah. do what I need to do. And then I'm out eat. Cause I am going, I am eating at Copeland. Shout out to Copeland's uh, it's fire spot. It's a new Orleans spot. That's in Atlanta, but um, mm. I am eating there, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't, Yeah, I could already tell you there's going to be an awkward pause because on the the two trips that I've taken, when you first see people, you're like, oh, you do the awkward hug. But like, do I shake your hand? Do I do I do I give you the elbow? But I'm a hugger. (laughs) I am such a hugger. And if you want to do it, you're not sure if the other person is going to receive it or they're open to it. So you're like, okay, how paranoid? What's your level of paranoia with COVID right now? And you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a nice little dilemma. But once you, once you break the ice, I think you'll be good because you'll kind of be like, okay, you, you go with it. I could, I could rock no, out. I don't, but I don't want to. Oh, yeah, gonna, don't play games. I'm going to wear my yeah, mask, yeah, wear mask, but 
like I was looking at the behind the scenes situation and they weren't like once they got comfy, they weren't wearing like I don't think anybody in Atlanta is really chilling with the mask right now. I don't know. They feel super comfy, but I've seen numbers go up like there was uh, a report, but numbers are always going up. It's the way. But New York is staying steady. They said like New York and like five other states are staying steady. Clearly my state isn't staying steady and Atlanta is not staying steady. So I'm just going to be at risk. I just, Mm. I'm just going to be at risk. This is what it is. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Now be careful. Be, be careful. Yeah, for sure. Cause when I, when I came back last week, I, I just, my, uh, my connecting flights were out of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I flew into New York, just because I was coming off of a plane that stopped in Atlanta, mm-hmm. they still sent me, I still had to fill out the form. It's like the tracer form. They do it at, at, uh, at the New York airports. Yeah, no, I yeah. don't want to, I don't want to do that, but let's get into this review. Uh, shout out to everybody who's given us a review. Like seriously, um, After you hear this episode or even in the middle of the episode, please leave a review. We're here for this. But uh, real, real estate Rome. Sorry, I already messed that up. Real estate Rome. (laughs) Real estate. (laughs) That's hilarious. You know what messed me up is because Maul is like make real estate real. So I'm I'm getting confused. Right. So uh, real estate Rome. (laughs) say. Real Estate Rome said, uh, 100% gems. Been listening these two since they started up on Facebook. And the way they broken down people and dissect the business aspect that you can take and use in your own world is amazing. The deferring dynamics, I think that's the word, deferring dynamics between Nikki and Moose bring a refreshing insight to their unique viewpoints. Hey. Appreciate you, Rome. Yeah. Real Estate Rome. Hello. Hello. We appreciate uh. you. Uh, thank you for leaving a review. And shout out to everybody who is leaving a review. We always want to acknowledge uh, the people who show love to us and we're going to show back. But uh, Moose. Yes, yes. Are we going to get straight yes, to it? Yes, yes. We, we... Yeah, let's roll right into it. Yeah, let's 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 get it. All right. So, uh as you heard in the intro, we are going with the I, I promise you as a Puerto Rican, like J-Lo is looking is looked at as a goddess, like Puerto Rican Day Parade. Like she mm-hmm. represents for all the Latinas in the world. Not only is she a female, but she's Puerto Rican. That's just amazing for us. Her and Mark Anthony are the greatest. Now, granted, right. they used to be together. That was amazing time for Puerto Rico. Amazing time. However, you know, things happen. <laughs> but, um, yeah, J-Lo is just a, a whole beast. So, and, and I think, like, very first memories of J-Lo was um, her dancing. Like, mm. I still remember that, right? Now, granted, the biggest memory is Selena, of course. Right. You know? Right. But, um, man, the, the whole Jenny from the block kind of vibes. But just to see actress... R&B, pop singer, right? Like, what? Yeah, that's a, that's a New York hustle for real. Like, what? you think about when she started, right? Yeah. What she had to go through. Like, there was a little bit of disconnect or like some, some turbulence at the house because there was a disagreement between her and her mom when she yeah. took on this path. 
So you talk about someone who just starts off dancing, ambitions mm-hmm. to go on Broadway, yep. and then starts practicing the to become an actor or an actress, I should say. Mm-hmm. And she embarks on this journey now. And j- you just look at the different levels that she's taken down throughout her career for almost 30 years now. Just every every couple years, boom, she knocks something out. Mm-hmm. Then she, you know, and, and look, we got we got some of her stats right here, right? Actress, yep. singer, yep. fashion designer, yep. producer. You know, businesswoman. She's in the she's in the fragrance business as well. Yeah. Uh, now in tech and real estate, and and built a, an investment portfolio as a as an angel investor. Mm-hmm. Eight albums. Mm. Eight albums. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. yeah. Let's not let's not pass that. That's crazy. That's crazy. This, this is the bigger part too. Mm. Thirty nine movies and three billion at the box office. That's mm. that's some Denzel type stuff, like thirty nine movies. Yeah, yeah, that's she, that's a minute. Yeah, she her work ethic is crazy. I mean, um, and I know we'll get into it a little bit later, but just the fact that she was doing this pretty much all at the same time, you know, yeah. and to have uh, the only person to have a number one album and a number one movie at the same time is crazy like how do you stay sane how do you have kids how do you have a personal life how do you like j-lo is what you know uh, females males too look at and it's like yo that that woman is different like yeah you gotta respect it you gotta respect the grind crossover from Pop and R and B and everything to his the Hispanic music. Yeah. Like she um she's just different. She's she's just different. But you know, our whole point is not necessarily to break down the albums or break down the movies or anything like that. We're gonna look at it from a standpoint of the brand and the business side. We always come in and we take these greats living legends pretty much and we break down what we can take from their success but from a branding and business sta- business standpoint there are other people who could break down their whole career where ain't he for that we are not mm-hmm. here for that but uh we do go based off the flight assessment like we did with rick ross so for those who were a little bit lost don't worry we're about to catch you up in a minute and 30 moose can you break down which one is which, how they act, all that great stuff? Absolutely. So first and foremost, just know that this is based off of the four dominant personality types that exist in the world. Now, we know that while we have all four, there's one of these characters that really becomes the driving factor behind pretty much everything we do. The success that we have, the trouble or the challenges that we run into. So we use the airport theme to show how all of these elements or characteristics can be easily seen in some of the people in your life, in your personal self and how you can start utilizing some of these things to your advantage in your business and in your personal brand. So first up, we have the pilot right now. What you notice about the pilot, of course, they're sitting in the cockpit focused on getting the plane from where it is to its final destination. So when you look at a pilot, you're typically going to see someone who's just a A type goal getter. They love challenges like they they step up and take on the risk that most people are like, 
dude, uh, sir, ma'am, as Nikki would say, are you crazy? And they're like, no, I'm not crazy. But yeah, maybe I am. Right. So usually those people that love the challenges, they're very direct. They move extremely fast and they're all about getting to the next thing. Those are your pilots. Next up, similar to when you're on a plane, you're going to see the flight attendant right now. You notice that the flight attendant aura is totally different. It's all about the people. It's all about the the swag, the experience, the energy, right? The personality, the charisma. So those who resonate with a flight attendant, this is someone who's really going to use their gift to build relationships and influence others as their main driving force behind their success. And then next up, you then have the grounds crews, right? The people in the orange, the blue, the green vest, they have their hands in a lot of different places, right? They're getting the bags on the plane. They are bringing up beverages and snacks to the flight attendants. They're helping to back the plane onto the runway or to the gate. So they're involved in a lot of different areas. But typically what you see from them is that they're super patient. They're not necessarily concerned with wanting to be in the limelight, but they're loyal to a vision. Right? They're loyal to a team. They want to be a part of something that's bigger than themselves, and they care about the collective winning. And then last but not least, you have the air traffic control. Right, Still a, a critical point or a critical part in the overall experience of getting your plane from where it is to its final destination. But their approach about what they use or how they go about it, they're more so on the computer screen. They're more so behind the scenes thinking about, okay, what time does this plane need to take off from what runway so that it can go off in this direction, right? They're super strategic, very analytical. They like to take their time and work on complex problems. So they're going to take more of their thinking power to determine and establish their success. So uh, might be a minute 45, but that sums up <laughs> your flight assessment experience. Hey. And if any of those sounded familiar to you, it probably does. But anyways, so let's get mm -hmm. into this first uh, clip about what's important nowadays. I want to have that kind mm. of conversation when it comes to like your career, your business, what's needed, what's not. I know from my own experience and my own life and, and, and other people that I, I work with that you don't have to have a degree to have value or to, you know, be of tremendous worth to different businesses. That street smarts, that experience, uh, that just kind of internal kind of creative know-how uh, is just as valuable as a degree. Mm. Wow. Moose, you want to go first? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I think right now, I, I will say this. For those who are listening or at some point you're wondering, man, is a college degree still valuable? Right? Because I, I know that's a dialogue that a lot of people wonder, even those who maybe have already launched a career or, or have a career, have a business now and are thinking about how do I upgrade my skills? And I like what she's saying about this because times have changed. Yeah. Times have changed. There are a lot of big name institutions right now that are facing some heat because they're keeping their price tag the same, mm. but the learning experience has totally changed, right? Like I'm not going on campus. I'm not able to network with the same amount or in the same way that I normally would if I was dorming at Yale or going to NYU or just, just the, the overall college experience, right? That's a part of the tuition that you pay for, whether you see it or they can justify it on your tuition bill or not. In reality, that's a part of what you're paying for. So now people are exploring other learning opportunities or other learning alternatives, something to shortcut their learning process. 
Now, I will say this. A college degree is great and I have a degree and I'm grateful for it. It's helped me tremendously. But the the experience part, man, if you're not mixing in the life experience with what you're learning, it really just kind of taps a ceiling over what you can even accomplish with that degree. So I love that what she's saying is that while, yes, she does value education, she's not going to limit someone from an opportunity, at least with her organization or her team, because she understands that the life piece of it, the experience is just as valuable. So I I love that. What's your take as someone, you know, someone like yourself who is self-taught in a lot of the things that you know, and and I'm not saying you didn't receive any professional training, but you do a phenomenal job at like teaching yourself a lot of things, right? Talk about that. What's your perspective on it? So um, it's crazy because like I have a degree, right? That many people don't know, but uh, I have a bachelor's in cybersecurity and Mm. I don't use a single joint of that, right? Wow. Um, And I think when you... Look at the whole, like, what J-Lo said, um, what people, I think just society as a whole right now really looks into what kind of experience you have, what kind of creativity that you have, what do you bring to the table as far as ideas-wise, right? I think that that value nowadays is a little bit more than how much did you pay for in a, de- in a degree, because just because you know how to read a book doesn't necessarily know, doesn't necessarily mean that you know how to work the situation, how to work even the machine, how to work, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in, in her case, whether it's a soundboard or whether it is uh, a venture deal and things like that. Like what what experience do you have besides shadowing your teacher? You know, mm. um, and some of us get degrees that we just thought we had to get, but it had nothing to do with what our passion is. So a degree doesn't measure your passion. The degree doesn't measure what you honestly love to do sometimes. Now, am I sitting here saying that it is not needed? I think it depends on the profession, Right. But from me, who has learned almost everything that I do uh, through experience and self-taught, I think um, that says a lot about a person's character and work ethic with how you were taught and it wasn't necessarily given to you. You Mm. know, Uh, people look at that and be like, oh, Okay, that's different. Like, how long you been doing this? Oh, four or five years compared to somebody who just came out of college and got a degree. I'll go with the four or five years all day. I'll go with your stats all day, your credibility, your achievements, your accolades, all that great stuff. I'll go with that before a piece of paper that says that you, uh, you were you were good in this class and this class and this class. Like, let's be real. We could Google anything. So getting a degree, I'm not trying to downplay, isn't as hard as maybe before. Before Google days. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, unless unless real. I'm, unless you're in the math situation, then there was always a calculator, at least in, when I was born. 
you know? <laughs> so, um, but it's not hard to look up something, to find something. Um, so I, I don't discredit the the degree situation, but I think what she said with, you know, now granted, the street cred clearly is different depending on where you were raised. Right. right, right. Um, so I can't necessarily agree with that part as far as like, you know, it goes with street credit, but the experience does give you extra value. I do believe in that. I think, um, what you've done plays a huge role of whether or not you are, uh, able to do the job or not right now granted i will never put in a resume or anything ever again in my life right um but that's no downplay to a person who has to right i just don't know how to write one and (laughs) i don't know how to write one and two like the things that um like that we do can't really be necessarily fitting for like corporate i feel right now there there are people who can rock out corporate right i actually look at them and be like man that's dope like i love corporate mm-hmm. people but at the same time like some and and i think maybe because from the the navy standpoint that i come from is just because you have a piece of paper doesn't make you better for the job. Doesn't like I can be the best fit. And just because I didn't get a degree, I didn't, I couldn't get the job, but this person did and they're trash. Like, I don't, I don't get that. I don't, it's, it's weird to me. So I, I I definitely respect that. She was like, yo, creativity, experience, just your whole vibe is giving you the value and not necessarily the degree because of based off what she went through. Right. And I, I think I, to each his own, like yeah, I yeah, want yeah. people yeah. to go to college if it's needed for where you need to go. Like if it's Absolutely. going to get you to the next level and everything like that, I just, for me off of my personal experience felt like I went there for no reason. Because I'm not using yeah, it. Yeah. I'm not using it. Right. Right. Praise God, I went I to mean, the military. I didn't have to pay for it, but I paid for it through all those years. But right, praise God, that didn't happen. You know what I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I'm the polar opposite. But I do think it it definitely comes back to the 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 rules or the structure within the setting that you are aiming to be in. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if you think about some of the organizations, companies, teams, brands, businesses that you want to partner with, work with sometime down the line, or even the type of business brand or organization you want to start, yep. right. What's the type of structure that you aim to add to it? So for those who have a very traditional structure, mm-hmm. then I can see a college degree being valuable, but for someone in the music business, similar to JLo, yeah. that's a very untraditional way to do business right Mm -hmm. like i understand there is the music business or the acting business business, but 
Yeah, when there is a team in terms of how your team rolls with you, mm-hmm. that's a very untraditional way. It's like us with, you know, when, when we do our work with E, mm-hmm. there isn't a particular schedule. Oh, yeah, you're going to work nine to five. And this is the structure in which we do things. Of course, there is a structure, but it's a very free flowing seven days a week. You might be up till 3 a.m. You might, to you know, and at 1 p.m. It's just very untraditional in a sense because of what the environment requires. So I would say definitely it helps to know. And that's where some of that flexibility comes into place. Where do you want to be? What are you trying to build so mm-hmm. that you can know, is that important? Is that a necessary step? But if you're getting it just to make other people happy, then yeah, you got to, you got to look in the mirror, man. Yeah, you got to di- look in the a, mirror. It's a different vibe. I promise you. Um, and that clip came from a LinkedIn uh, interview JLo did. So you're probably going to see that a few times, but um, I just wanted to credit that real quick because creators credit other creators. I just had to put that out there. But let's get into this next one as far as uh, her work ethic, because like we said, uh, singer, actress, uh, TV show host with American Idol, <laughs> uh, mother, uh, wife, like she just does it all. So right. where did that come from? Professional, I think it's the people who put in the extra work. I put in a lot of extra work, and, and it gets tiring. It's, it's not the easiest thing all the time, but I always notice that even within my own industry, the ones who work harder, the ones who stay later, the ones who just are willing to do whatever it takes to get the job done are the ones who wind up going far. What I think I've learned and what I'm trying to do now at this point in my life is to say no a little bit more and and, and hone it down to like working smarter mm-hmm. instead of working all the time, which was, you know, it gets tiring. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, so how do you do it? Day. And I'm like, please stop <laughs> asking me that question because I don't know. And at some point it's going to catch up with me. So, um, there's two thought points right then and there in that clip, right? And so uh, for those who are watching on YouTube, you saw a younger Jennifer Lopez, right? Mm -hmm. And um, the later clip was more recent, I think about like a year ago or so, not even a few months ago. But um, I think the work hard so I'm a hard worker, right? So I'm I'm not here to say anything negative about it because I am. Um, and I think that goes with an old mentality, though. Mm. Like, she, when we were doing our research, her parents were hardworking, you know, people. Like, always saw them working. Her mother was an entrepreneur, right? Dad had a, you know, a great living. And always saw them working. And especially in a Hispanic family, you're going to see hardworking parents, brothers, sisters, uncles, aunts, like that's what Hispanics do. We're hard workers, right? right? Um, and so to to see JLo work ethic of, you know, you gotta work hard, you gotta outwork the people and everything like that. I'm not surprised by having that, but the the similar thing that both of those clips had was it's tiring, right? It's very tiring, mm. like doing so much for so long and reaching goals. But because of people who have work ethics like that, there's there's a sense of never settling. You're never done. 
with a certain situation. You're never done. There's always another goal. Okay. Now another one. Okay. I got a, I got a Grammy. Okay. Where's the next one? Okay. I got a, mm-hmm. you know, I finished this movie. Where's the next one? Okay. I got a one album. Let me get the next album. You know, you're always working and that can get draining as some, there was, um, there's a clip. I don't know if I have it for later where she was like, yo, I'm doing a sitcom. I'm doing uh, the Vegas uh, residency thing and I'm doing American Idol literally the same time. So mm. in, in, in within a week span, I'm doing the sitcom for four days. I'm flying into Vegas for that day or two. I'm flying into American Idol. That's draining. So I think as you get seasoned in your career path, season in your brand, you start to think strategic rather than on a physical manual standpoint, right? Because you have to look at what other people have done on a success level and are they still doing the manual work? Majority of them are, not majority, but, you know, certain, the typical are sitting behind a desk, making things happen, right? The, you know, that stereotypical kind of vibe, but you're about making strategic moves at certain points and not necessarily waking up the earliest, going to bed the latest. And it's, but at what point moves do you make that shift? That, that would be more of my question of, Um, because I think I even still struggle with it. Like what is the shift to go from, you got to outwork them. You got to outwork them. You got to outwork them to let's be strategic. Let's be intentional. And so where my thoughts and my moves outwork the hardest worker. Yeah. 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 You know, I definitely resonate with just the overall experience, especially as a first generation American. Right. Mm -hmm. Like when your parents migrate or you're growing up and you're on a new path that your family or you're breaking away from the traditional path that your family was on, meaning go to school, get a good job and just kind of put your head down and work and wake up every day and repeat the same cycle. When you break away from that path, I understand the mentality to go out and just literally try to do things with no limits, right? It's just go. One of the greatest pieces of advice that I've received specifically on how you maintain this balance is that you have to make a deal with yourself, mm-hmm. right? It, you literally tell yourself, all right, and, and by you making a deal with yourself, it's almost your mind and your heart communicating with your body. To, to take the mental strength and combine it with the physical strength and say, hey, look, for the path that I'm on, I need five years. Right. I need 10 years. Give me X amount of time to go all in. And when you give yourself, you, you give yourself permission to go all in, you're never working with any level of regret or sentiment of, man, am I doing too much? Man, am I doing enough? Should I be doing more? Am I missing out on my personal life? Because you've made that deal with yourself. And you said, look, for this specific time period, I'm going all in. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what you see happen early on in Jennifer's career where she commits and she outworks 
everyone, right? right? Taking on multiple projects, looking for new ways. But when you get to a certain level of success or you grow your brand and your business to a certain degree that you can honestly stand behind and be proud of, you have to make a shift. Because if you don't, you get bored, you get burned out, and you run into a wall where some of the things that you need to keep your stuff moving, they run out. Maybe you don't have the creativity. Maybe you don't have the energy. Maybe you don't have the desire to be around people. And your gift is possibly being a flight attendant or a people person. So I think definitely making that negotiation or making that agreement with yourself to give yourself the permission to go wholeheartedly for a specific period of time, get to get there and then reevaluate and say, okay, how am I doing? Am I where I want to be? Can I change my strategy now of how I look at work? Right? So Mm -hmm. I think now she's definitely at a place where she's amounted a great deal of capital. And you start to see her now pulling back. And instead of just maybe working to make money and save it, she's looking at what she has and she's saying, okay, let me invest in other industries. Let's make the money work for me as opposed to me having to work and and gain or earn more money to maintain my lifestyle. So yeah, I definitely can see both parts. And I think anyone who's listening needs to just evaluate based on what level of the game am I in? Right. And, and it don't don't evaluate based on a four hundred million dollar scale. That's Jennifer's net worth. Right. Look, if that's what you're striving to. Great. But again, the point is for you to take what has been applied at other levels or within other industries and other people and, and apply it to yourself and say, OK, based on where I'm at, my ambitions of where I want to be and what makes me happy. What can I apply or where where can I be? So I would say definitely, you know, evaluating and seeing where you stand to make that adjustment. That that that's the, the best path to go. That's good, Moose. That's good. That's good. Hey. Hey. Um, okay, so next next clip. Picking projects. So kind of going to the same part of that strategic vibe, but let's see how Jennifer Lopez Pixar projects. It's really about the quality, the quality of the projects, like I said, mm-hmm. and and knowing which ones are going to have the best ROI, right? And so, first, I have to love it mm-hmm. and respond to it, and and creatively, the, the artist in me has to be singing, but also, you know, not taking on something that's going to take up seven months and yield this much, right? And then my whole year is gone, and then I have to like scramble to like make up. You know, everything, you know, the, the deficit in, in other ways and with a lot of other projects that I d- don't give me as much passion. That's good. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. Shout out to LinkedIn for saying all those questions, because they listen. We're move start this off because I, I feel yeah. I feel this way. Oh. I feel good. Yeah, no. And and literally, I think listening to it today is what kind of helped me reach a level of balance, even with with what I'm currently going through. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I, I have been at a place of, man, how do you maintain that balance of where you give your energy or how much energy you give to? And I love what she says off the bat. She says you have to evaluate it. Yes, the creativity matters. Some of the things in terms of the project demands lining up with what you're passionate about, but also now taking a look at your the ROI, meaning is the return on my investment in terms of, and again, don't just look at money, the returns on investment in terms of my time, 
my yep. effort, my energy, my sacrifice away from other things that are valuable to me, whether that be family for you, whether that be just quality time with yourself or things that you love to do. I think it really helps you put into perspective, you know, how, who, where I should dedicate my energy, who I should even work with. Like for those who are in a service-based industry and you work with clients, it gives you an idea of what type of clients are you going to continue to take on even if they're paying you premium dollars, is yes. it worth the sacrifice, you know, to her point that you're making to make that money? So I love her approach to that and definitely something that I, I will adopt as well moving forward, just because I feel where I'm at right now, I can benefit from tremendously is like, all right, where am I investing my energy and how much do I give to it uh, mm -hmm. is, a, is a great way to determine what projects, what areas that I will I will continue to work with moving forward too. what do you think? I think um, just because as being a creator, like this hits because the the important thing, like certain keywords that she said was like, yo, that I still keep that creative vibe. Majority of, of creators just want to create mm. like and sometimes we take on a lot like because we just want to create and we're not necessarily always looking at the ROI. So that's a major shift that I think artists, creators, uh, anybody in kind of the creative field can really hear and listen from because it has to have a balance of I can still stay in my passion. I can still stay in my creative whole vibe. But if this takes long, what am I getting in return? Does it make sense? Can, do I have to, at the end of it, start doing pointless little projects because I have to get this bag back, right? I have to pay bills. The lights got to stay on. But I was staying so focused on this one thing because they said, hey, do this and you'll get a certain amount and you're doing it, but it took longer than what it usually does and all these other things. And at the end of the day, was it worth it? You know, so from her saying that from even though now she's more in a business mind, she still has that. Yo, I was, you know, I'm a um, I still sing. You know, I still love to act. That creator vibe is still in me. That artist vibe is still in me. And I have there has to be a certain kind of level of that in that project. Because I won't be interested if it's not. But I have to be realistic of is this worth it as far as whether it is time, whether it is the opportunity, whether it is the money, whatever it is. Is it worth it to really bring do this project and really go all in on it? And that's that's so important to creators that's so important to these different artists because you can get just caught up in the creative mode you can mm. just like oh this is this is not about a bag this is just because i love to create i love yeah. what i do and this is so amazing and blah 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 and then you get burned because you can't pay your car note or you know, you really can do the, the vacation you wanted to because you didn't save up the amount of money because you were so 
focus on this one bag, one situation, one opportunity that at the end of the day didn't really even equal up to your your time and your investment in your creative ways. So I thought mm-hmm. that was and that was so good because yeah, that was just that was just needed. That was just needed. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's important. And I love in, in even in and for those who are interested in checking out that full interview, there's a portion on there where she talks about her realization that the creator is the main objective in a project, right? It's not the people funding the project. It's not people necessarily who are just running the business side. Now, don't get me wrong. That part is important and they both need to coexist, mm-hmm. but you hold the key. Right. So I think that part in combination with what she's sharing there in terms of how she even picks about her projects, I think that part is important too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Let's get into the next. Well, I haven't done no air horns. Get an air horn real quick. One time for the one time. One time for the one time. (laughs) Hey. Um, I'm sorry if you are in like your job. I apologize. But. Right. uh, (laughs) All right. Let's get into this. I thought this clip going into it was very interesting because I think the biggest um, problem that entrepreneurs have is that work-life balance. Mm -hmm. And really, Mm -hmm. one thing that we highlight the best on one side doesn't really transition on the next side. But you will will hear what I'm talking about. I'm a runner. I've always been a runner you yeah. know, since I was little. And I'm always running. Like, I just don't slow down. And, and that's great for professional life. You know what I mean? It, it, it keeps me focused. And I'm always overachieving and stuff like that. But in a relationships, it's not great. Mm-hmm. You must take your time. You, you take must time. know. You know what I mean? You have to be slow with things. Mm. So, this is my thing. This is why I bring this up. So your work ethic is amazing at work, on your career, Mm. all that great (laughs) stuff, right? It is amazing. Um, Does that translate into a relationship, into your personal life? Now, I think if you keep that same energy, it could. Sure. But... I'm going to say sometimes people don't and or they do. And it's overwhelming, you know. Um, So most to you, what are some what are some traits that, you know, that are common that may work in one end, but not the other and kind of vice versa, like one or two things, not like a whole list, like, oh, no. Right. According to my calculations. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I pretended like I had a scroll. I had a pretended like that that was not from from the soundboard. I just pretended Mm. like I had a scroll. But um, yeah, like some some things that just don't translate. Yeah, I think the the passion is definitely one of them, right? Mm-hmm. Because we, we can understand that the passion in one particular area can help because you are dedicated to your craft. You bring a, a certain level of energy to the work that you do, and it helps how people receive and respond to that work. But in other areas, if you're not mindful of who is in your space, especially your immediate intimate space, Mm -hmm. whether you're talking about personal relationships or just close relationships in general, you got to be careful to not treat people or expect people to be like you. 
That's one of the biggest areas that that, that same exact passion that's helping you here can create major turbulence and resistance in another area because now people are starting to see like, do you think that I'm broken? <laughs> do you mm-hmm. think, can you just ever listen to what I have to say without giving me a lesson about what I should be doing? So that unsolicited advice or pushing people beyond their limits or pushing people outside of the areas that they want to be pushed, that's what definitely creates a level of discomfort in your relationship where you can see it working there. But then when it comes to that particular area, it doesn't work. And that's why I feel she's saying, you know, in relationships, it's important to slow down because it gives you an opportunity to learn about someone's demeanor, how they respond, how they need to be treated, where they thrive and even where they need help. But Mm -hmm. it's about coming to a mutual agreement about those areas because just because someone needs help in a particular space, it doesn't always mean that they're ready to accept help. And that's Mm -hmm. a major difference. Yeah, that's a major difference. So I may be ready for help, but I don't want you to help me with it. some, Some people like to figure it out on their own, they're just mm-hmm. not ready to overcome that that mountain or that that hurdle, and, and they're trying to take their time with it. So it's, it's definitely something to be mindful of. Man, the minute you start treating people as you are or comparing to your personal standards, that's, I think, where it can create a disconnect. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good. Like, I, I was just listening to that, and I'm just like, man, what we're praised at one point, we're, you know, kind of, talked down to on on another standpoint, like it's seemed as a negative. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I guess like for me, that's almost like I get it, but at first it was hard to understand because I think she has such a work ethic. I have to a certain point, like my business standpoint, my brand standpoint, work and everything is always turned on. So Mm -hmm. you're telling me I've gotten this far doing it this way, but when I do it over here, it's bad. Like, and then, so does that make me kind of think about like, so what's the priority? Mm -hmm. You know, what, how does, if, if it's bad here, is that a priority, right? And how do you make it right? Um, and of course, now dur- during this time, her family, you know, her husband is way more important than, uh, than her work and things like that. But she's gone through and, and not getting into no uh, real situations with it, but she's gone through her works of relationships that she's learning from mm-hmm. all of this, you know, yeah. she, there's so many lessons from each L that she gets from whether it's a, uh, failed personal relationship or failed business relationship, right? She's mm-hmm. learned from each one to then come up with the whole, you know, what uh, sometimes y- you gotta slow down sometimes yeah. I- makes sense. Cause even in the work ethic, Mm-hmm. She was like, yo, I'm so fast, but that shifted too. So I think as she got older and as she got wiser and went through some things, she realized slowing down isn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I, and I think you can compare this a lot to 
maybe a spouse who isn't totally bought into your vision or your 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 idea of building a specific business or a brand, yeah. uh, family members who are not approving of your entrepreneurial endeavor, yeah. right? You can really compare it to the same exact thing. But I feel that if there, there's a moment in my life, especially where I had to stop to communicate mm-hmm. my appreciation for the care, mm-hmm. but to also describe my perspective as well in terms of, why and how I was doing what I was doing. And that really altered the type of feedback and support I was getting mm-hmm. in how I went about building my business. So I think at some point you have to take ownership of how you communicate what you're doing and also give them the opportunity to support you in their own way, right? Like your spouse may not be, fo- yes, you just go work 19 hours a day, you know, like just go for it. You know, that that support for them might be just like, hey, okay, I just don't work, but don't don't tell me about it when you come home. Right. Like maybe that's their support, right? Like right. I'm, I'm good with that. But, and I think that's where you have to start working that balance. And now with her partnership now with, with A-Rod, you start to see that she's openly talking about the good of the relationship because he's letting her go without any limitation. So right. it's by him supporting her work ethic that she's starting to see the need to give back to the family. It's one of like the craziest dynamics, but that's almost what it seems like. So I think definitely be mindful of what support is like from those family members or spouses or people close to you and loved ones, you know, as it relates to what you're pursuing. You know? It's a whole bar. Bars. 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 Um, so let's get into uh, this last clip because uh, when you hit the fame and the success, like what really happens? Like, I think mm, we all want good. it, but what what really goes down and are you really ready for it? Nobody's writing the book on how to be famous. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, or what it is when you get fame, when all you wanted to be was an artist, you know, when all you wanted to do was sing or dance or, you know, act or be in a movie. Nobody writes that book. And I know because other people ask me, other artists now ask me, like, what should, you know, and I was like, there, you just have to handle it with grace and humility and be grateful for every moment. That's all I can tell you, because it's a tricky, tricky thing. You see people succumb to it all the time. You go, oh, why did this artist kill himself or this one wound up doing this or this one self-destructed it? It's not easy. Mm. So... All right. Um, praise hmm. God for this uh, this show, because we try to right. break down uh, what happens when you do get successful, the highs and the lows of that. Shameless plug. But um, so does that kind of contradict the statement of like-minded people, be in this community, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying it does, but if you believe and then see it happen as far as being successful, getting to new heights, doing, breaking uh, records and breaking situations that never happened before, you're creating your whole new lane but there's no one you could really talk to that has done it the way you have. 
and can really guide you once you reach a certain point. Like I'm, I'm cool with, you know, outgrowing some of your friends based off what you're doing, but you're telling me at the highest of high, there is no one really you can talk to like you're now. And maybe that's where the shift is from, except from the whole, not necessarily feeling like you're alone, but understanding maybe that your role has just shifted to now teaching, you Mm. know, to now I've hit the highest. So now let me help others get to this point because I know there's no other person that can really uh, speak the way I can. I, I Like there's so many yeah. things I could say about this, like because I, I don't want to think that, hey, I get there and I'm going to be lonely. I'm going to be, you know, I'm not going to have anybody to be like, yo, you know, did right. you break? Did you see these numbers? And you're like, nah, I've never seen these numbers. Yo, did yeah. you make this amount of money? I've never made this amount of money. Yo, did you have these? No. Okay, then why do I have you around? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, man, I'm just, I'm just thinking if it's if the approach is about the people or kind of even questioning self to say, man. It, the success wasn't all it was thought out to be, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's another way you can think about it. Like you can look at your people and say, why are you in the circle? But then again, you can also say, man, why am I here in terms of my actual career success? Which is kind of crazy, but you know, you, you, I like what she says about, think about almost, and I'm paraphrasing here, but think about when you first got started. Yeah. Grace humility, right? Mm. Practicing kind of just those fundamental habits to kind of keep you grounded Mm -hmm. so that you do not get far attached. Because you have to think, like J-Lo's net worth right now is 400 million. Another one. (laughs) Right? So, So there are a lot of male counterparts and you can see why there could be difficulty in even finding a partner. Yeah. Right. Like like that. And I'm not trying to turn it into that type of show, but you can see right, traditionally, if the male is supposed to make more than a female or however Mm -hmm. it is nowadays, I'm not 100 percent sure. But that can still create a disconnect because you don't know what my life entails Mm -hmm. at this level. So how can we become together as one? So I think there's a lot of different ways to look at it. But really what I take from it is that. At some point, everybody doesn't know what they're doing. In some part of the journey, whether that may be in the beginning, whether that may be you get to a level of success that you just you're at new heights that everything is brand new territory. Mm-hmm. And it gives almost the confidence to say, like, it's OK sometimes if you don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you tried seeking counsel and you can't seem to find a person that resonates, you can continue to embark and discover for yourself. Right. Because some people might get to that to the edge and stop because they're like, well, I can't see what's next anymore. And that might freeze them where someone maybe like a J-Lo is saying, well, I'm going to continue to go, 
by practicing those fundamental habits that I learned at the beginning, where I knew I just wanted to act, I wanted to sing because those were my passions. I'm going to be grateful and practice grace and humility mm-hmm. and continue to take it one step at a time. So I think there's definitely a few different ways you can break it down in terms of what it's like at that very top level. But I guess we won't know until we get there. Notice I said when. So this is why you're telling me her and the dancer didn't work out. It's just not the same level. It's just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, don't uh, mind me. Don't mind me. Don't mind. I mean, I just, it's something that came yeah. through my head when you said that. I mean, from a, just a, like a personal standpoint, like is, is that why certain celebrities don't work because one goes a little bit too higher than the other one. You know, clearly there's other reasons, but I'm just saying like, even as, as we grow and, you know, our community grows, like, are they going to, I'm trying to find the balance of when does that break? Like, when do you do this together, do this together? And then it, at the end of the day, it's just going to be a lonely road. Like, because yeah. to sit here and say that we're not going to be successful is is blah. Like, that's not going to happen. We're going to be one of the top podcasts out there, if not top. I'm just saying, right? Claim it. Um, and hold on, hold on, hold on. Claim it. I'm, I'm just saying, but um, definitely in the business category. But when, when you know, that's just neither here nor there. But um, if you're sitting here saying... Okay, uh, it's going to be lonely on the top, and you've heard that multiple times, right? I'm trying to understand, and maybe this is the pilot in me. Why am I dealing with certain people if you ain't gonna be around at the end of this? What is what is the point? Wow. Now, wow. I just saying, I'm just saying. Yeah. However, yeah. comma, um, then I flip it into. Each person in your life is here to teach you something to get you to that next level. Right. And so the communities that you're in, the mentors, the, you know, whether it's physical mentors or digital mentors, right. They're all placed in your life to get you to the top. And then I feel that once you are there, it is not about feeling alone, but then it has to switch to helping others get to the top so you're not alone. Yeah. So there's yeah. other and people that could be there or even pass you, you know? I mean, right. shout out to to LeBron. He killing the game and he's right. about to the question of Michael Jordan LeBron is now a serious debate. Seriously. Is mm-hmm. it before it was like, eh, okay. You're cute. Mm-hmm. MJ is still the vibe, right? MJ is still always going to be the GOAT. But now it's more of a, well, is he the GOAT of just that era instead of the greatest of all time basketball in totality, right? right? So LeBron could look at his at his teammates and not really have those same conversations. He would have to go to Jordan, mm-hmm. you know? He would have to go to some of the Hall of Fame people, right? Because he's right there. But when he passes it, what's going to happen? Right. 
Right. You know, but I think, and, yeah, I think that's the beauty of some of the people like a Kevin Hart and all the people who we've done breakdowns are on like a Kevin Hart. We even saw some of it with Floyd Mayweather, mm-hmm. LeBron. You mentioned that example where y- y- you want to be conscious and aware enough to make sure that there is a select people you want to bring with you no matter where you go. Right. Mm-hmm. Like w- we have to believe that we can attract a select few individuals that are meant to stay with us. Jay-Z, another example, who we see almost his entire circle, he's helped them become, you know, million dollar brands or businesses because of like, hey, I want to, maybe I learned from that mistake that I didn't, there are some people who didn't nurture enough relationships or didn't grow enough of their people so that when they got to their highest level of success, they felt lonely. But knowing that, I can now be more intentional to nurture certain people on my team or within my circle so that when it does happen and when that time does come, I now have people surrounding me who have grown with me at the same time, maybe not on the complete same level in every area. That's okay, But they can still understand what it means to be at the highest of highs, but still keep some of our true authentic roots with us so that we don't ever lose track of where we came from. Right. Like, you know, her still saying Jenny from the block or at least performing that song at the halftime show. Right. right? It shows a connection to those roots where if she would have almost turned her back on that part, mm-hmm. it, it, it gives you a different, it's, it's almost distasteful. But yeah, I think that's definitely one of those moves that you want to plant. And, it, and the funny thing is that that strategy is applied now. Right. Like that strategy isn't practiced when you become successful. You're like, oh yeah, let me go build people. No, you have to start dedicating a portion of, and this is where you have to look at that ROI and see how meaningful those relationships and what it would feel like to you now to dedicate some energy to your people to build them up currently so that in the future you can reap those benefits. So it's definitely a tricky scenario, but worth the shot when you study the grades, those who have done it right and those who have it. And it's like, man, the difference is key people built their people while they were growing instead of saying, well, you wait back here. Let me go do my thing and I'll come back and get you. By the time that happens, yeah, forget about it. Yeah. So I I think... What what we're trying to say is is uh, groom them while you're broke. Now there you go. <laughs> that's a good way to say it. Yeah, groom them yep, while you're real. broke. If they can rock with you while you broke, uh, imagine while you're rich. I'm just saying. But for real, um, that's funny, not, but that's real. It's real. <laughs> that's funny, like, but it's real. Um, but it, it, and I know we gotta go, but I just the how do you find like. And I know people are going to ask that, like, yo, how do I find those key players that I can bring up with? Because I believe that I'm going to be successful and I have certain people around me, but are they the ones that I want to bring up with? I want to make these millions of dollars with. I want to go to the runway and these award shows and go to Mm -hmm. these meetings and things like that. They are going to be at the table with me. What are some of the, like, if we look at a LeBron, if we look at a Kevin Hart, we look at a Jay-Z, right? What was some of the traits that one or all of them had? 
Yeah, I think when you, and this is where you got to point to the flight assessment for this, right? Mm -hmm. Because we know there are particular styles from the report that show us some people just have it naturally. They don't have to try. They don't have to be strategic about, oh, I'm going to do this so that I can attract this type of person into my corner. For whatever reason... They, they, they're just magnetic. People gravitate to them. They want to be around them. And, and this is why you can even see there are those who are bad influences, right? Yeah. They attract people to them and they, they take them down the wrong path. But it's, it's, a, it's a personality thing. But right. if you don't have it, right, if you don't have it, this is where you have to be honest with yourself and say, like, I, I can say that. I don't believe I'm that type of magnetic personality where I just attract people to be with me just because, right? Because they mm-hmm. just want to be in my presence. I believe that I, sh- I, I attract by example, Mm-hmm. It's it's by me showing the growth and the transformation in my personal life and what I'm doing professionally that people are like, man, I have respect and I admire what you do or I appreciate the work that you put in or I appreciate how you continue to carry yourself. So you have to know, like, which one am I? Mm-hmm. And I have to apply the right strategy based on your style. But if if I continue to try and be, you know, the extra and and and, and I'm not knocking anyone if that's your style. But if if that's if that's the the, the strategy I'm trying to apply and that's not who I am, there's always going to be a disconnect. People are not going to sense it. You're going to, you might do a good job of attracting people, but they're not going to stay with you. So I think the, the, to answer your question, it comes down to really identifying who am I? Right. Am I mastering who I am and who I'm becoming? Because it's that that will attract the people, right? So I, I think it's, a, it's really a combination of the two and, and people won't deny that. Yeah, we're going to go, we're going to go end that right there because I think we could go on this combo. I think we could go on this combo. Yeah, this is it. This is one of them for sure. Yeah, we can go on this combo, but let's figure out what uh, Jennifer Lopez is. I'm actually kind of confused by this one. I'm not even going to lie. I I may go with the default of you're an entertainer. This is what I feel like you are. Um, But let me, let me, uh, let's, let's have this conversation. So Moose, you're first. We have all the characters up, the pilot, the flight attendant, grounds crew and air traffic controller based off the flight assessment. What do we think J-Lo is? Or isn't? I'm, I was yeah, I was gonna say, wait, not, not. not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, she's not. Yeah. yeah. She is not an air traffic control. Not an air traffic yeah, control. I could I could agree with that. She just started yeah. getting strategic. She just, she just started to slow down. She's been, Mm -hmm. she's been going wild this whole time. She's been going wild this whole time. Um, Okay. Um, I am, I feel like as much as I love them, I keep always calling them out, but (laughs) I'm going to say, sorry, grounds crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think until maybe recently she didn't really play the supportive role. She wasn't really like slowing right. down. Nothing like yeah. that. There was no pace that was really, uh, you know, worth talking about, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It was just really fast, really doing right. a lot. So, 
All right, Moose. Now there was two. <sighs> Are we? Can we just talk about that? This is actually a difficult decision when thinking about mm. J Lo. Okay, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is difficult because, like, to your point, though, it comes down to that concept of, well, are we talking about J-Lo on stage, the performer, or ah, J-Lo, the doing. person who's pursuing, right, pursuing the, the, the hustle or building her, herself up. Okay. So it's, it's definitely one of those conversations. But I will say... Hmm. Hmm? I'm gonna go with a flight attendant on this one. What? I'm gonna go with a, yeah. I'm gonna go with a flight attendant on this one. Uh, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to give the fail sound effect. I don't know. Okay, so like I can see what you're saying. Yeah. Like I can. I definitely can see it because, like I said, I was like, I'm not really sure. So I may give the default for entertainers, and for those who don't know, with the default for entertainers, it's gonna be flight attendant because yeah. they're. Uh, out in front, being the life of the party. J-Lo is the life of the party. Um, however, um, there's a lot of like, I'm actually, no, I'm agree with you because what exactly what I was going to say, it resembles <laughs> E and I, I know, I know what E is. So exactly work ethic, like crazy, but I'm doing this and that and this and that all at the same time. I'm actually a little bit overbooked, but we're here making a lot of money and I'm good. Like, so yeah, I can see. Yeah. I can. I and that's can why, that's you. why I said that it's like the many different projects at once wanting to just, take on any and everything in between uh, of course when it fits a certain criteria but i'm like yep you could see that flight attendant uh really driving the pack yep i i agree i agree. let's do the bomb for that one hmm. let that rock this is a long bomb this is that's a long <laughs> bomb yeah, for those we from New York, you know about the flex bomb. Yeah, that's a, that's a long that's a flex bomb. bomb. That is a whole long bomb. Uh, so real quick, real quick, real quick announcement. Uh, remember when I talked about the review and the person said the Facebook. So every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern, we go live, kind of talk to you guys, give you a preview of what happens for the next episode, as well as an open conversation with me and Moose, just because uh, people want to get to know a little bit more about us. So hence why we started off a little bit just personal. And but I know one of the requests is to get to know us a bit more. So Tuesdays and Fridays, Tuesdays and Fridays. Tuesdays and Fridays, mm-hmm. yep. 7 p.m. Eastern on Facebook. Uh, this is, no, this is Nick. No, Nikki and Moose. I made a whole new Facebook. Nikki and yeah. Moose on Facebook. Nikki and Moose on Instagram. Nikki and Moose on Twitter. We got to get be- better on Twitter. But Nikki and Moose everywhere on social media. Go follow us. But Moose, final words. Yeah, I I like this what we said on and actually it's funny enough we said this one on our Facebook live stream so I'm going to bring this one here too. Uh be mindful of where you invest your energy just as you do with your money. All right? It's like that that ROI piece I think is critical. So invest your energy the same way you invest your money. Calculate the ROI. <laughs>